0: today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle.
1: Faith without corresponding actions is void of power. So it's not enough just to talk it. It's not enough for us to just go around saying, this is my year for the maximum and the highest level attainable. That's the starting point. You need to be talking it, but without corresponding actions, then the Bible says, your faith is void of power. 1 Kings 17, beginning in verse 10, the Lord had commanded, God had commanded the prophet to go to Zarephath, and he said, And behold, there is a widow woman there, and uh, she will sustain thee. It says in verse 10 So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch thee, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. So notice, she needed uh, America in her life just like the prophet did. Amen. Remember, first of all, he was at the brook Tirith, and God sustained him there. The ravens brought him food. But then when the brook dried up, God said, now go to this woman. I have commanded her to sustain thee." I like knowing that God's always a step ahead of us. Yeah. But when he got there, it looked like God had missed it. Because this woman is about to eat the last cake she has, or the last little bit she has, and then she and her son are going to die. But God never misses it. Amen? So I wrote down in my notes, and well, let me read this next verse first. It says, and Elijah said in verse 13, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me and after make for thee and for thy son. She's already told him, I have just enough for me and the boy. We're going to eat it and die. It sounds like he didn't pay any attention to her. No, he knows that God told him that this widow woman will sustain thee. He's trusting God. Amen. And so in obedience to God, she, he tells her, go do what you said, but before you do it, make me a little cake first and then afterwards make you and your son a cake. So he's already thinking about results from her obedience. Amen. Amen. Can you see that? Amen. And then it says, and as she went in verse 15 and did, According to the saying of Elijah, she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the crews of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which He spake by Elijah. So I wrote in my notes for this service tonight that when she went and did, she proved the genuineness of her faith by her actions. Faith is proved by corresponding actions. It's not just words out of your mouth, even though that is a vital part of it. Faith speaketh. Amen? Faith speaketh. But at the same time, faith without corresponding actions is void of power. So it's not enough just to talk it. It's not enough for us to just go around saying, this is my year for the maximum and the highest level attainable. That's the starting point. You need to be talking it. But without corresponding actions, then the Bible says, your faith is void of power. Can you say amen? We'll get to that in the book of James here in just a minute. In fact, let's go right now. James chapter 2. James chapter 2. Now remember the words in 1 Kings 17, she went and did she went and did. She proved the genuineness of her faith by her actions. Now in James chapter 2 and verse 22, speaking of Abraham, the father of faith, it says, and Abraham our father was justified by works. Now there's another translation that changes the word works to corresponding actions. And so when I I'm reading James and several other scriptures that we'll go to. Uh, I'll, I'll mention the King James works, but I'm going to add to it corresponding actions. Amen. Because I don't want you to confuse doing good works is going to give you points with God. That's, that's not what we're talking about here. It's corresponding actions. Amen. So I'm going to use that phrase whenever I see the word Works. So we'll begin doing that right now. Was not Abraham our father justified by corresponding actions when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? So notice God had told Abraham that he was going to be the father of many nations. And you know, at a later point, God asked him to offer his son Isaac. And without any hesitation, Abraham took his son, now, you know, somewhere between you know, 17 years old or thereby, there close by, and he takes the son to the mountain where God had told him to offer him. And when they're on their way up the mountain, Isaac said, "Father, we have the fire, we have the wood. Where's the lamb?" So apparently, Isaac was familiar with his father offering sacrifices because he knew what was required? The fire, the wood, the lamb. And Abraham said to him, My son, God will provide. Okay? And then they went on up the mountain. And then we see at some point Abraham tells his son to get on the altar. They built the altar and he tells his son to get on the altar. And he straps him to it and raises his knife, prepared to slay him In faith, because he'd already been told by God that this seed will produce a mighty nation. And dead boys can't produce mighty nations. And the book of Hebrews says that Abraham saw all this in a figure or a vision. He saw it before it ever happened. So that's the reason why he did not hesitate. So the Bible is telling us here that not only through faith, but with corresponding actions, And then this is the point I want to reach. It says, through faith and corresponding actions, his faith reached supreme expression. That's what the Amplified Bible says. His faith reached its supreme expression when he implemented it by his corresponding actions. So notice just going around saying, I'm going to be the father of many nations, I'm going to be the father of many nations, I'm going to be the father of many nations, nations." was not enough. That was the starting point there had to be corresponding actions because faith without corresponding actions, James tells us, is void of power. Amen. So for you and I to go around saying this year, even though it's what God has told us, I mean, how many of you believe I've heard from God? Amen. I believe I've heard from God. <laughs> Amen. I don't, I, don't, I don't say things. I learned my lesson about that a long, long time ago. And when I said to you back in October that the Lord said to me during my prayer time that this will be a year for the maximum and the highest level attainable, I haven't had God say, I didn't say that. That's what you thought. So apparently I heard from God. Not only that, but it's already working for me, praise God. Amen. How many of you last year, 2022, Experience the hand of God. Wasn't that the word the Lord gave us for 2022? That if we will not be moved by all the chaos and all the disorder that's happening in the world around us, we will experience the open hand of God, which is symbolic of supernatural provision. How many of you experienced supernatural provision in some way? Well, look, there's most of you got your hands up, praise God. So, once again, this year, the word of the lord for us is that it will be a year for the maximum and the highest level attainable so i'm going there that's what i'm believing that's what i'm expecting that's why i'm talking it and i've got my corresponding actions lining up with it amen so how do i how do i put corresponding actions to my saying that this is my year for the maximum and it's my year for the highest level attainable. How do I put my corresponding actions to it? By sowing seed toward it. Amen. 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 Now, I don't have the time tonight, but I, the Lord led me in a study several years ago and I was able to preach it in, in Anaheim, California, in one of the believers' conventions where I had a week to cover this subject. A service every day for a week. And I pointed out in that meeting, uh, as the Lord had pointed out to me, that in every major breakthrough and every major miracle in the Bible, there was always a seed sown first before the miracle of the breakthrough came. Amen. And I, I went through many of the stories in the Bible where there were major breakthroughs. And some of them There's no mention of a seed sown. And the Lord showed me what the seed was. For instance, that little woman with the issue of blood. Well, Brother Jerry, I don't see anywhere where she sowed a seed. Oh, she did. Under Levitical law, that issue of blood, she was unclean. And uh, under Levitical law, she was not allowed to come into a crowd with that disease. So her seed was her very life. Amen. She was willing to lay her life on the line. That was her seed. And the Bible says, and her faith made her whole. Notice her faith and corresponding actions. The Bible says, when she heard that Jesus was in her village, she said, I will but touch his clothes and I shall be made whole. That was her faith confession. But she didn't stay home and say, if I could touch his clothes, I will be made whole. Boy, if I could touch his clothes, I will be made whole. Man, if I could only touch his clothes, I will be made whole. She went and did. She added corresponding actions to it. Sowed her seed. Her seed was her very life. She could have been stoned. But the Bible says Jesus told her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Her faith reached supreme expression. Amen. Amen. Just confession alone is not enough. That's the starting point. But if you want your faith to reach supreme expression, there must be corresponding actions. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, there was a seed sown where Jairus was concerned as well in the same story. Remember, Jairus came to Jesus first before the little woman with the issue of blood. He said, my daughter lieth at home sick and at the point of death- Jesus said, I'll come and heal her. Now, at that time, Jesus was not the most popular figure among religious people. And the ruler of the synagogue, Jairus, came to him and said, Come lay your hands on my little daughter that she might be healed. Jesus started in that direction. And then this little woman stopped him by reaching out and touching his clothes. And Jesus turned and said, who touched me? Who touched me? The Bible indicates there was a crowd of people, perhaps thousands of people. The disciples were amazed at his question. Who touched me? Who touched you? People are all around you trying to touch you. He said, and in one translation I read, this a paraphrase, says, no, this was a different touch. It was the touch of faith. Someone's made a demand on my ability. And when he turned, he saw the little woman and she was fearing and trembling. Why? Because when he brought attention to her, she knew that the man, Jairus, was the one who could give the order, stone this woman. Not only that, she interrupted his miracle. When she touched Jesus' garment, It stopped him. Jairus had to turn around and see why he stopped. And he's the man that could have given the order, stone this woman. She's unclean. She doesn't belong in this crowd. But her faith made her whole. And then a messenger came to Jairus and said, don't trouble the master any longer. Your daughter's dead. Jesus turned and said, fear not only believe. I I read one paraphrase paraphrase translation years ago, and it said, Jesus turned to Jairus and said, fear not. I'll take care of this. I'll be with you in just a moment. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Let's go, Jairus. (laughs) I love that. Praise God. Isn't that good? Amen. Amen. Now, what was the seed? Then, of course, you know the end of the story. Jesus raised his daughter from the dead. But what was the seed Jairus sowed? His position as a priest. His position. I mean, they could have jerked his, his his papers away from him. You know, where did he live? Somewhere near the synagogue. They could have taken his housing allowance from him. But he sowed the seed. He 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 put his reputation his job, and perhaps his future on the line for his miracle. That was his seed. Yes. There's always a seed involved in great breakthroughs. Yes. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Yes. There's always a seed involved in great breakthroughs. <clears throat> to ask God for a breakthrough and be unwilling to sow a seed is, is likely, more than likely, to produce nothing. Amen are you still with me? All right. Now let's notice once again, James chapter two and verse 22 from the Amplified talking about Abraham, his faith reached its supreme expression when he implemented it by his corresponding actions. Amen. Then let's look at how the Amplified says it. Faith apart And the Amplified says good works, but I'll use the phrase corresponding actions. Faith apart from corresponding actions is inactive, ineffective, and worthless. Wow, that's pretty plain, isn't it? Faith apart from corresponding actions is inactive, ineffective, and worthless. Now, I have a question for you. What corresponding actions are you willing to do tonight to ensure that your 2023 will be a year for the maximum and a year for the highest level attainable? Amen. 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 Because once again, it's not enough just to go around confessing it. What corresponding actions are you willing to do to demonstrate, to show God the proof of your faith. Amen. What God asked her to do in the natural seemed foolish because she's already told the prophet, I only have enough for me and my son. We're going to eat it and die. And God told the prophet to tell her, uh, make me a little cake first. And she was willing to obey, show the genuineness of her faith. Sometimes what God asks us to do seems foolish. Amen. When you don't have much and God asks you to sow some, that seems foolish. Well, God, wait until I have more and then talk to me about sowing some. And as we said this morning, If you wait for all the conditions to be perfect before you sow, it's not likely they'll ever be perfect. Some of the greatest breakthroughs that Carol and I have experienced, not only personally, but in our ministry, have come when the conditions were not perfect. It seems like to me, every time the conditions are not perfect, that's when God tells me to sow the most. And I got this testimony. God has never, ever let me down never, never let me down. Hallelujah. So once again, sometimes, uh, what God asks us to do may seem foolish. Some of you may have even had the devil tell you, you know, it's foolish for you to sow a seed tonight. After all, you don't know what's going to be coming down the road tomorrow. You don't know if you're going to need that seed tomorrow. What if a crisis happens and you just sowed, and you don't have enough to take care of the crisis. Well, if you're hearing thoughts like that, then obviously, it's the devil, because God would never say something like that to you. Amen? So if you've had thoughts like that, and it seems foolish for you to sow, let me remind you that the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27, but God hath chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Amen. amen. So every time I have a need, I think sow seed because that's what God taught me. He said, don't be need-minded, be seed-minded. Don't be need-minded, become seed-minded. Can you say amen? amen. God has promised to supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, very quickly, let's go to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. I love this. This is what I was born to do. Luke chapter 17. And let's begin in verse 11. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. Why were they standing afar off? They had leprosy, and they weren't allowed in the village. Under Levitical law, they could have been stoned if they got in that crowd in the village. So they're standing afar off, okay? And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself unto the priest. Now, talking about foolish things that God will have you do sometimes? Doesn't this sound foolish? They're not allowed to go show themselves to the priest, they have leprosy, they could have been stoned. But see, God calleth things that be not as though they were. He's seeing the end result. Amen. And the Bible says, follow it with me. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Notice their faith along with their corresponding actions Produced their breakthrough. Amen. Now, one of them experienced maximum and the highest level attainable. All 10 of them were cleansed the moment they started going toward the priest. Amen. The Bible confirms that. They were all cleansed. In fact, Jesus, when one came back, Jesus asked his disciples, weren't they all cleansed? Keep reading it. Weren't they all cleansed? but only this one has come back, fell at Jesus' feet and worshiped him. And Jesus said unto him, now your faith has made you whole. W-H-O-L-E. That means that all the other nine were cleansed. They no longer had the leprosy, but they still had the effects of it. Amen. This man, he experienced the maximum and the highest level attainable because his faith made him whole and he had no indication, no signs that he ever had leprosy. His skin was just as perfect. Amen. He was made whole. He reached the ultimate, the maximum and the highest level attainable. And notice how he did it. Not only with faith, but corresponding actions. You know there's there's a, a a very powerful principle in this story that that it's important that as you went corresponding actions and then when you get results make sure you come back and give God the praise for it
0: What are the qualities that position someone to receive God's best How can you develop these in your walk with God and move to a higher level of God's blessing and goodness? Today's special offer, the Life God Rewards Package, contains Jerry Savelle's eye-opening book, Every Day a Blessing Day, his mini book, Living Up to God's Expectations for Your Life, and the revealing three-part audio series, The Life God Blesses. So many Christians today want God's best, but they aren't willing to do what it requires. God desires to do above and beyond in your life, but it won't happen automatically. In this package, Jerry teaches why some will miss God's best, what opens the door to blessing, and how prosperity is God's idea. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Life God Rewards special package. Discover the qualities God is looking for and become a person that God loves to bless
1: are you enjoying the broadcast? I want to hear from you. Let me know that these messages are being a blessing to you. We are encouraged by your letters and we thank you for taking the time to write to us or calling the ministry and just letting us know that what you're hearing is encouraging you, inspiring you, and we're believing that it's taking your faith to a higher level. We're talking about this broadcast and in some future broadcasts, the life that God rewards. God wants to bless you. God wants to reward you for your faithfulness and you have every way to expect it because that's what the Bible says. God blesses the faithful. If you're one of the faithful, then you can count on being blessed by God. And if you will dare believe it, you can experience blessings from God each and every day of your life. That's part of the resource package we have planned for you this time. My book entitled Every Day a Blessing Day. Every day a Blessing Day. I like to say, I get up every morning expecting blessings to come my way in some way. Sometimes they seem to be just small things that happen. Sometimes they are major things that happen. But I get up every day expecting today to be my Blessing Day. Get up confessing that. Today is my receiving day. It's my Blessing Day. Right along with it, three CDs entitled, The Life That God Blesses how to get in position to receive the blessings of God. He wants to bless you coming in, going out in the city and in the field. Every place you go, God has blessings waiting for you there. And then finally, this little book, living up to God's expectations for your life. God wants you to be faithful. He wants you to persevere. He is expecting you to never give up on his promises. And if you determine that you never give up and you refuse to quit, then you can expect God to honor your commitment. Amen. So if you're interested in these resources, go to jerrysavelle.org or just look on the screen right now and all the ordering information is available to you. Place your order right away and be sure to join me again next week as we continue this study on the life that God rewards. I'll see you then.